0: Good evening. The reading this evening is from 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 to 7. That's 1 Timothy chapter 2, starting at verse 3. This is good and pleases God our Saviour, who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. For there is one God. And one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. This has now been witnessed to at the proper time, and for this purpose I was appointed a herald and an apostle. I am telling the truth, I am not lying, and a true and faithful teacher of the Gentiles." Good evening, everybody. Uh, Let's uh, start uh, with prayer uh, this evening. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you that it is good. We thank you that it is unchanging and that it is true. And we pray this evening that as we hear your voice, you may not simply inform our minds, but change our hearts, change our lives by the power of your Spirit. For our good and your glory we pray. Amen. I wonder if you've ever been asked a question or perhaps um, posed the question. How much would you have to get paid to... Dot, 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 dot. How much would you have to get paid to go for a swim on New Year's Day? How much would you have to get paid to wear a Crystal Palace shirt? Uh, how much would you have to get paid to eat a Brussels sprout at Christmas? You know, it's a pretty typical conversation to start, isn't it? But often at schools. Uh, but the, the core of it is this. Um, how much, or well, brother, what are you prepared to do to, to gain this reward? What's your limit? Well, let's just flip that question slightly. And say, what are you prepared to do, not to gain some money, but what are you prepared to do so that somebody may come to know Jesus as their Saviour, Lord and King? Because that's really at the heart of our passage this evening. We heard in our verse for the year, verses 3 and 4, This is good and pleases God our Saviour, who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. That's what God wants. God wants all people to be saved. And then, verse 5, that little word, three letters, four. That's what God wants. He wants all people to be saved. Now, verse 5, four, the, the, the focus moves from God to us. What do we want? Verse 5, for there is one God, one meeting between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. Uh, So tonight there are three simple points. There is one God, there is one rescue, and there is one message. Uh, Firstly, there is one... God there is one God. Uh, when Paul was writing his letter at the church in Ephesus, uh, it was a church that was literally surrounded by temples to other gods, uh, most notably the, the temple to Artemis, that, that stood like the Brighton 360, it's something that wherever you were in the city, you would know where it was. It, it dominated the skyline. Not to mention all the little shrines and temples that were on every street corner. It was a city that screamed out, there are gods here. But Paul says, no, no, there is only one God. There is only one God. He's the voice you need to hear. Uh, He's the one that counts. But that claim in Ephesus would have been, offensive and laughable in equal measure it was offensive because they were saying look how dare you say there's only one God you're pulling down our whole culture but also it was laughable <laughs> there's one God but where is he then there's Artemis where's your God and you know what I don't think it's changed that much today either It's still offensive and laughable. If we were to stand outside on the the junction with a a, a big sign that says, uh, Beep if you think there's only one God. Now, because we're in Hove and we're British, probably no one would beep. But inside those cars, (laughs) what are they thinking? (laughs) Really? I I don't think so. You know, know, we don't have those big statues like they do in Ephesus. But we do have mosques, gudwaras and Hindu temples. Or perhaps more pointedly, we have lots and lots of churches that are now blocks of flats. Those who say, well, there isn't one God. In fact, one God is one too many. There's no gods. And for you to say there's one God... And you to say that this God has, has some sort of right over the world, a right over my life? You can't say that. In fact, you know what? I feel sorry for you. Because you're still believing fairy tales from when you were a child. It's laughable. But what if that was all wrong? What if Paul is right? What if really there is a God who who made the stars and the sea, who made you and me, who sits behind everything? And what if one day, one day we'll be called to look at that God face to face, have a one-to-one meeting with him? the one who knows every single thing we've ever thought, said or done. Uh, the one who knows everything, the, the things you'd hate the person who sat next to you now to know. What if you had to look him in the eye and answer the question, what did you do about me, the maker of heaven and earth? How did you treat me? Now, I hate that feeling of when I know I've wronged somebody. I hate that feeling of knowing that I've done wrong and I'm guilty. And I don't know anyone who does like it, but I'm sure we've all felt it. But one day, we're going to have to have a conversation with the Lord. to look him in the eye. And left to our own devices, we're going to know that we've done wrong and been found wanting. But the consequences of our actions is not a loss of pocket money or uh, being grounded or even a, a temporary souring of a relationship. It's, it's the Lord sending us away and allowing us to have what we want to be without him. A place devoid of love and life. The consequence of sin is hell. Because when we're devoid of the source of life and love, the Lord God, that's all we're left with. There is only one God. But why does that matter this evening? Why does it matter that there is only one God? Well, because we need to know that there was a reason for Christmas, that there was a reason for Easter. Uh, we need to know that that the God isn't simply there to, to show us how to live, so we can pull up our socks. No, God came for a purpose—to restore that relationship. There is only one God, but there is also only one rescue. One God, one rescue. I know a story of a friend of a friend who uh, lived near Snowdon. And one day he he thought he'd take his family up for a a nice little trip. The weather was lovely. um, So they're wearing shorts, trainers, the lots. Uh, They were having a lovely family time. But then all of a sudden, the weather turned. Now, I've never been up Snowden. I'm sure many of you uh, have. But I'm told it can then turn what is a very pleasant situation to a very dangerous one. Uh, so much so that this family had to be rescued by helicopter. Now, as you can imagine, they were extremely embarrassed. Uh, they felt really ashamed that they, they got it so wrong and they had to be uh, rescued. Uh, and so in order to try to make it up, they said, look, can we at least, it's our mistake, can we pay can we pay that the cost of our rescue? Can we sort of whatever it's cost you financially? Can we can we do that? The, the, the rescue team would say no. Just, you don't need to do that. Don't, don't even you know don't have to. But, but they insisted, and so they were told. Okay, that's fine. If you want to pay, that's fine. It'll be thirty thousand pounds. Now, obviously, like most of us, that wasn't something they could stump up. Their debt was too great. But the good news was they they weren't being asked to pay. Uh, The cost was given entirely by the ones who rescued them. It's the same with Jesus. There is only one God, but there is only one rescue. Uh, The one who pays the cost of the rescue himself. Listen again to verses 5 and 6. For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. This is the way we're made right with God. It's not any way. It's not my way. It's not Mohammed's way or or a good life way. It is Jesus' way. It is only through Jesus. He is the only way We can be rescued. He is the only one who can pay the cost. We're just going to pull out three things from that sentence. The first is that Jesus is a mediator. Now, a mediator is someone who acts on behalf of another to bring together two parties. But to do that, Jesus had to do something special. Because the Son of God could not act as a mediator for us on his own no he had to become a man uh, think of this poor uh, illustration uh, in my parents house uh, they have a conservatory uh, and often uh, bizarrely lots of birds just fly straight into the conservatory window now sadly most of them or sorry a number of them uh, die instantly but quite a few just sort of fall to the floor and are completely dazed my parents have tried to do different things. They've looked on Google. That They've read some books. That They could read more books. And it would certainly help. But to truly understand their situation, to truly help those birds, they need to become one. And so Jesus needs to become a man. That's why Christmas is so special. It's God taking on human. Frail flesh, and he did so in love. Uh, Jesus is the only one qualified to speak on our behalf because he's the only one who is God made man. Uh, but it doesn't stop there. Uh, Jesus doesn't simply mediate on our behalf, he also pays our ransom. He pays our ransom. A ransom is a debt, isn't it, that needs to be paid to someone or something. And that debt is not paid to the devil. It's not paid to some power. No, it is paid to God himself. That is the one we owe the debt to. You see, the biggest danger that humankind faces is God himself. Uh, Don't mishear me. Uh, This is not me saying this is an unwarranted danger. I hope we've seen that that's not the case but rather it's saying our biggest need is to be made right with God. A ransom has to be paid, but Jesus is willing and able to do that. Not out of a few uh, spare quid he found at the back of the sofa, not out of some uh, offshore account he had screwed away just for such a time as this. No, he paid with his very life. There's only one God and there is only one rescue that brings us back to God. It was Jesus' substitutionary death upon the cross. That's why Jesus' death is described as a a penal substitutionary atonement. It's penal because Jesus takes our penalty, our punishment. It's substitutionary because as mediator, he's the one wearing our skin. He takes our place and it's an atonement. It's an atonement. It's making right with God. And don't for a minute think that Jesus didn't want to do that for you. It's not a case, it wasn't the Roman nails that held Jesus to the cross. It wasn't the invisible hand of the Father forcing him to the cross. No, it was Jesus' love for you and for me that held him up there to pay the debt we could not afford. Jesus is our mediator. Jesus pays our ransom. And Jesus gave himself for all people. In that passage this evening, uh, the word all comes up quite a lot. Uh, verse 1, Paul says, I urge them then first of all that petitions and prayers and sessions, thanksgivings be made for all people. Verse 4, uh, God who wants all people to be saved and to come to of the truth. Verse 6, Jesus gave himself as a ransom for all people what does that mean? does it mean that it doesn't matter if I, I'm a Christian or not Jesus died for me so I'll be with God I'm all people after all that's not quite what Paul has in mind uh, rather just like this morning when Phil said there, there, yeah. are, there are more people than we could possibly being born than we could possibly pray for rather the offer is to all people to all cultures to all ages, all classes, all languages, all ethnicities, all backgrounds, all socioeconomic scales, all neuro and non-neurotypical, all abilities, all intellects, all degrees of mental health, all flouses, flats, mansions, all eyes and hair colours, all people in all places, in all time. All people. There is not one person who the Lord Jesus does not extend his offer to. There is not one person who can be with the true God without him. Do you believe that this evening? Jesus is the only way. There is only one rescue. And then, one God, one rescue, and one message. one message Uh, Paul tells us in the second half of verse 6 that he's a witness to these things and at verse 7 that he he now proclaims God's truth despite uh, what the false teachers were saying in the time in Ephesus that that you needed special knowledge Paul's saying no I'm telling the truth you can trust me Uh, Paul's job was to witness to this message to all people Uh, now of course you and I are not like Paul are we we're not apostles Yet we still have the same message. The church still has the same job of making Christ known. Why? Because we're all sinners saved by God's grace. In the words of the creed we said earlier, for us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. For our sake, He was crucified. But on the third day, he rose again, ascended into heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. It was love that drove Jesus to leave heaven and come to earth. And now for those that are united to him by faith, we long to become more like him. Uh, to show the same outward-focused, outward-giving love. There was nothing that Jesus would not do to bring you home. Nothing. And so then that leads us to that question we started with, uh, the question that's been buzzing around my head for the last few weeks. Other than sin, is there anything you would, you would not do to see people want for Christ? Other than sin, is there anything you won't do to see people won for Christ? As we close, let's put this into real life. Here's the first thing. Pray. These verses come immediately after verses 1 to 4. And where does Paul start? Prayer. Prayer for people. I'm not going to repeat Phil's sermon from this morning. You can go and listen to it for yourself. It was very helpful. Please do go and listen to it. But we need to pray. So how about this? Praying for all people. Will you this year pray for your street? Will you pray for it every day? Will you make a list of all the houses in your street? Maybe put down their names if you know the numbers. But if not, just the numbers. And will you pray for them? Pray for those people in your houses, in those houses. Pray they may come to know the Lord. As a church, what will it mean for us as a community to pray more? I don't know what this looks like, but but when we prayed for Alpha, we prayed every Tuesday night for the Alpha course. And then we had our week of prayer. We prayed every morning and evening to pray for our people, pray for our world. as a church we need to pray I don't know what this looks like but if you want to join me to pray for people and pray for community then, then let's find a time and let's do it it doesn't have to be long but let's pray how else might this play out if we take that question seriously as a church other than sin is there anything we won't do to see people want for Christ what will that mean now, what will it mean about social media? Now, for some of us, uh, we say, well, social media just isn't my thing. Maybe it should be. Maybe you don't like it, but maybe you know you have friends who are on there, who use it. Now, maybe it could be a platform for you to, to invite people to church, to, to build relationships. Now, let me give you an example. Um, I was convicted of this a, a few weeks ago, and so I, I sent out a tweet. I used to have Twitter, so I had a, a few followers, and I sent out a tweet just to the kids on the beach. wasn't anything particularly spectacular. Uh, one of my old university housemates just liked the tweet. I hadn't spoken to him for five years. But because he liked it, I then sent him a message and said, Oh, good to hear from you. How are you doing? Uh, and then, uh, because of that, we then got in touch with another housemate. And before Christmas, we had a, an old uni housemate Zoom call. Neither of them are Christians. It was just a very small way of getting back in touch with some friends. And maybe it's something that you could do. I don't like social media. I find it tiresome and frustrating. I know how to use it, but I don't like using it. But is there anything I won't do to win people for Christ? And as a church inviting, sharing. Now, as a church, we want to make use of social media, but for that to work, we all need to play our part. We need to share, to like, to engage, to build connections. Other than sin, is there anything we won't do to see people want for Christ? Or are we prepared to go to places where it's hard? Now, while I was at college, I did a, a community survey project. And part of that was to to go interview people and to uh, do lots of research in the area. And one of them was to go to a place that was uncomfortable. Uh, So I went to William Hill. And as I was walking up the road to to the betting shop, I find myself sort of Googling, uh, what is a bet each way? Uh, what, What is kind of all these different betting terms? I did that because I didn't want to be at a place there. But it struck me thinking, well, if I was to invite someone to church, would they be Googling what is a sermon? Would they be googling, uh, how do I take communion? Is this place just as uncomfortable for others as a gambling shop is for me? What does it mean to take Christ out to places which are uncomfortable? What would it mean to make this place a place that is comfortable for all? We find it comfortable because we know each other. What if we don't? Being outside of those of the faith is hard and can be messy. But if there really is one God, one rescue, one message, then we need to be in and amongst them. And so finally, the question which I need to ask myself first and foremost is how many people do I really know who aren't Christians? Friends, people who call me up for a chat, people who ask me to look after their dog when they're going on holiday. If I'm honest, for me, that number is way too low. As we close, other than sin, is there anything? I won't do to win people for Christ. I wonder how you might answer that question tonight.